Hello, and welcome to Essential Work, exploring the past, present, and future of jobs. This podcast brought to you by the Battle of Homestead Foundation. I'm Nathan Ruggles. Thank you for listening. We bring you stories and struggles, people and perspectives, all on the world of work, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We look at the most important issues people face on the job through a unique lens of history and music. If you're new, welcome to our second season. So glad you could join us. If you're a history buff, if you're curious about what the workplace of the future will look like, if you face your own challenges on the job, if you appreciate the context and perspective that helps you better understand our particular moment in time, if you enjoy how music can provide an artistic window into issues, this is the podcast for you. We are excited to share with you our feature guest interviews and discussions, a variety of song selections that offer historical, labor, social, and political perspectives, as well as the latest news from the Battle of Homestead Foundation including previews of their upcoming events, currently free online programs around their mission to preserve, interpret, and promote a people's history focused on the significance of the 1892 labor conflict at Homestead, Pennsylvania, one whose drama and issues resonate through time to the current day. Please check out our back catalog, available on our website at EssentialWorkPodcast.org, as well as on all the most popular podcast platforms and apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We trust you've enjoyed what you heard in the first season and are looking for more. You'll notice that while we bring you the same compelling content, you'll also find that each episode will be shorter and more focused. This means you'll more easily be able to jump right to the story or subject that you're looking for. Now, we launch this new season with Larry McCullough, who's back to not only let us know about some things we might have missed with the Battle of Homestead Foundation, but presents us with another song with a story, this time inspired by the end of one presidency and the start of another. That's up next. And we're back with you here. This is Nathan Ruggles. And here with me with a song selection as well as news from the Battle of Homestead Foundation is Larry McCullough. Larry, great to have you here. Great to talk with you. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> on, on both counts, great to be here. Great to talk. Yeah, yeah. If that wasn't the case, I think we'd be in trouble. So yeah. um, talking about this past year that we've had with COVID and an election and now looking forward to the future. And so we have some things to talk about in terms of the recent past and the future with the Battle Homestead Foundation. Yes, they got a lot of proposals, a lot of really good proposals for programs. And um, Excellent. Yeah, it's really, really quite astonishing, all the knowledge that's out there and the great presenters. And all these topics are very, uh, very relevant, even if they're about long, long ago history. As they say, history may not repeat all the time, but it certainly does rhyme a lot. And, you know, Indeed. we're see seeing a lot of echoes today. So, yeah, looking forward to the program series for 2021. Well, certainly sounds like a lot of interest in programs after last year where everything moved online. And had a successful round of events throughout 2020, despite a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have some of those up on YouTube, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And especially our, our annual meeting. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, we had the head of the AFL-CIO, Richard Trumka, as our special speaker. He's zoomed in from uh, the main office in Washington, D.C., and his, his keynote speech and the rest of the meeting and the Lifetime Achievement Membership Awards given to Dr. Charles McAllister and Mike Stout. That's all in video. It's on the Battle of Homestead YouTube channel. Yeah, it's, it's great. It was an impressive event. Trumka's speech, he was talking about technology and, mm -hmm. and, and its effect on workers for the future. And he had an excellent, excellent message. Yeah, definitely check that out on YouTube. It's a lot of good information there. And of course, Charlie McAllister is familiar to listeners here on the podcast, historian, and also Mike Stout, familiar from so many events with the Battle of Homestead Foundation, with his music, his recent book. They really have a long history with the organization. Yes, and the person who was the presenter of those awards, Dr. Stoughton Lind, the internationally known scholar of labor history, he recorded his remarks, and it was really, really quite inspirational. And you'll just be amazed at, at what he's, uh, the knowledge he's disseminated throughout his life. And um, he's still doing it. So we were very lucky to get Dr. Stoughton Lind to um, be part of the, the annual meeting. Yeah, very fortunate. And that he was willing to come forward and offer his remarks about his uh, thoughts from his knowledge uh, of Mike and Charlie and their activism and their work and his personal relationships with them. So definitely worth checking out. Mm -hmm. And uh, some great updates as well from the organization on the business side as well. So mm -hmm. we talked about how uh, the program committee is working on some great new events for this year. Where can they turn to, to find information when those get announced? Well, the Facebook page, the Battle of Homestead Foundation Facebook page is, is really the most current. And you're going to find out breaking news style, what's happening, a lot of updates on the website as well, and this podcast. Yeah, we, <laughs> we certainly uh, try to do what we can to uh, get the word out on what's coming up. Battleofhomestead.org is the website, and folks can certainly sign up for emails as well. And Larry takes care of that for us. Well, yeah, yeah, we uh, send out more or less a weekly or biweekly uh, e-newsletter. Yeah, Larry puts together nice emails. You aren't going to get overwhelmed. It's, it's a good source of information. And if you'd like to email, well, you can email us here at the podcast as well. Comments at EssentialWorkPodcast.org. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the program. If you have uh, suggestions for musicians that, that we should be taking a look at and Larry should perhaps feature, by all means, if you have some thoughts about guests that we've had or guests we should have, we'd love to hear it. You can also give a call on our listener line. 412-326-9435, 412-326-9435. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. And, uh, you know, if you leave us a nice message, uh, maybe put it on the program. If you have something to say about what we're doing or you've got an important comment to stimulate some discussion around here. So in any case, in terms of the podcast, to find more information about us and listen to all our past episodes, go to essentialworkpodcast.org. And if you would, head out to Apple Podcasts, like us there, give us a good review. It really helps us out. Also, just uh, give some credit out to there to some folks that helped make this happen. We have a great logo designed for us from Brittany Sheets, her website, bsheetscreative.com. Also, we depend on help when we need it on our audio quality from Angela Bachman. Uh, you can check her out at thatsoundgirl.com. And, of course, we have an original theme song that was composed and recorded by Jason Kendall, his website, jasonkendallproductions.com. So, without further ado, uh, let's move on to... Larry's song selection. So, Larry, what do you have for us on this episode? Well, 
you know, we've just concluded a presidential election in the United States. Indeed. Uh, definitely concluded. And over the last couple of centuries, there have been a lot of songs that were used by the various campaigns. And up until the 1970s, most of these were original songs that were written specifically for the candidate or the campaign. Now, they might have been a, a parody song to some <laughs> current melody like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star or Old Suzanne or something. Okay. Uh, okay. Or Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Uh, Talking about the other candidate, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Usually, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they were really all original songs and they would, you know, be published, published with sheet music. They would have recordings. Probably the latest one, uh, that really was in that vein was Nixon's the one in the 68 campaign, 1968 campaign. It's not exactly a showstopper. So, (laughs) you know, but if it's out there, but after that campaigns, presidential campaigns started using essentially popular songs that people already knew. You know, sure. uh, usually pop or rock songs. Sure. Um, we see a lot but, these days. We still oh, yeah. Today. So Absolutely. there aren't too many um, positions for campaign songwriter anymore. But one category of songs that people haven't talked a lot about is the songs that celebrate the presidential transition from one administration to another. Oh, those okay. are much more rare. And the well, one I've, gonna, I've never heard of that before myself. We've had a hell of a transition yep. this past time, but I've not heard songs about them. Well, you may still, but this one in the 1936 election uh, from that uh, election is called Franklin D. Roosevelt's Back Again. And it was composed and originally performed in 1936 by Billy Cox and Cliff Hobbs. And these were two West Virginia musicians. Billy Cox uh, was born in 1897. He lived until 1968. And during the 1920s and 30s, he made over 150 recordings, mostly on 78 oh, records. 150. Yeah. He, he was pretty popular. And, and again, these were, on, these were on 78 records, not albums. So he'd make two sides at a time. Although he did make one final album in 1967, just uh, before his death. But his repertoire consisted largely of topical songs about hot-button issues of the day, which during the Great Depression were many. So Cliff Hobbs, we don't know that much about. We do know he was from West Virginia, a little bit younger than Cox. And he also, as a sideman, performed on several hundred 78 recordings during the period. So so this song, Franklin D. Roosevelt's Back Again, came out first on the Conqueror label, which was sold exclusively through Sears and Roebuck. Okay. Um, they they were sort of the Amazon of the day, and they sold almost everything, <laughs> including records. And they had their own record label. The, wow. This one, Conquer, flourished from 1928 to 1942 or so. And the song is definitely an example of optimism about the big political and, and cultural changes that were going to come with Roosevelt's second term. From two obviously very popular artists. Yeah. In that idiom, in the sort of country folk idiom of the day. So, you know, the lyrics are... Just hand me my old Martin, for soon I will be starting. Back to dear old Charleston far away. Since Roosevelt's been reelected, will not be neglected. We've got Franklin D. Roosevelt back again. <laughs> so, yeah, he was uh, first elected in uh, 1932. Right. So his first re-election of elected four times, right? But So his first re-election is basically they're celebrating him being reelected then. Exactly. And the second uh, stanza is, no more bread lines, we're glad to say. The donkey won election day. No more standing in the blowing, snowing rain. He's got things in full swing. We're all working and getting our pay. We've got Franklin D. Roosevelt back again. So it was really one of those kind of happy days here again song, but it was, you know, from a, a, a more traditional uh, idiom. And the clip we're going to hear, though, 
is by a group called the New Lost City Ramblers. It appeared on their 1959 album called Songs from the Depression. And the New Lost City Ramblers were a, a trio, it started as a trio, had some personnel changes. And they were part of, part of the uh, 1950s folk revival here in America. Uh, this song, Songs from the Depression, contains 18 songs from the Depression that the group found. They were mostly written and recorded by Southern country artists, people like Roy Acuff, Uncle Dave Macon, Fiddlin' John Carson, Carter family. And it even has one that's still a classic today, How Can a Poor Man Stand Such Times and Live? And that was by a fellow named Blind Alfred Reed, who was a traveling singer-songwriter throughout the South at that period before World War II. Actually, Bruce Springsteen did a version of it about 15 years ago. It's a hell of a title, too. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's going to be in the American roots repertoire for a long time to come because we still have, you know, difficult times. Well, um, some of these, of course, some of the same issues that were mm-hmm. of concern to these two guys and many others back in the, oh, yeah. in the 30s in particular, unfortunately, right, yep. are uh, still of concern today, whether it's jobs or having a good retirement, putting food on the table. Yeah, and the New Lost City Ramblers, they were the first really famous sort of music ensemble from that late 1950s young people's urban folk music revival scene. They uh, specialize in recreating traditional playing styles from old 78 records recorded in the 20s and 30s. And they made over 30 albums, influenced a huge number of folk musicians that we're listening to today, and were very actively uh, performing in various configurations into the, into the 21st century. So if you're looking for great labor songs and songs about historic grassroots political movements, definitely uh, check out music by the New Lost City Ramblers because they are covering artists who have completely disappeared for the most part, but have still written some really interesting material that tells us so much about what ordinary people felt uh, about the politics of the time. Well, excellent. And if someone is interested in more information about them or Billy Cox and Cliff Hobbs, we got some links for them. Yes. Check that out in the episode description. So we'll have that for you if you're looking for more. Yep. And here is a short audio clip of Franklin D. Roosevelt's Back Again by the New Lost City Ramblers. I'll take a drink of brandy and let myself be handy. Good old time to come in back again. Hallelujah. You can laugh and tell a joke. You can dance and drink and smoke. We've got Franklin D. Roosevelt back again. Back again. Back again. Back again. Back again. We've got Franklin D. Roosevelt back again. We'll have money in our jeans. We can travel with the queen. We've got Franklin D. Roosevelt back again. Twenty twenty one has been a year of transition for all of us. At the Battle of Homestead Foundation, they have discovered new ways to advance their mission of heritage, education, and social action. They expanded their educational outreach to include a weekly online tour of people's history locations through the Charlie's Monday Marker video series, as well as far-reaching discussion of social and economic trends with the podcast Essential Work, the Past, Present, and Future of Jobs. They presented seven timely online public panels featuring nationally known authors and historians. Topics included workforce shifts from heavy industry to healthcare, the women's suffrage movement, uprooted immigrant neighborhoods, 
protest songs in today's civil action movements. The 1921 Battle of Blair Mountain, historical roots of today's social philanthropy, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania's world-famous city steps. They establish a professionally archived labor history collection, thousands of documents, photos, recordings, and remembrances of labor history spanning decades. They co-sponsored the Blair Mountain Centennial in West Virginia, honoring a long-neglected part of U.S. history with a landmark Labor Day weekend of events. They built a new and more accessible website, which you should check out at battleofhomestead.org. They did all this with help, the essential support of all the individuals like you who enjoyed the programming, appreciate the hard work of the citizens, workers, educators, and historians that make it happen, and value their mission to preserve, interpret, and promote a people's history focused on the significance of the dramatic labor conflict at Homestead, Pennsylvania in 1892. In 2022, they'll present a new round of thought-provoking programming. Membership, along with special donations, is essential to their success. Annual membership is only for retirees or the underemployed, and just $10 for students. Join now at battleofhomestead.org. You can also choose to contribute at any of a number of special donor levels, and donations are tax-deductible. Membership also provides multiple free admissions to a variety of historical museums and sites in the greater Pittsburgh area. Check out the details at battleofhomestead.org. As this singular year comes to a close, while we still may have much to be thankful for, we also all see the urgent necessity of doing more to share our progressive labor history to a wider audience and inspire a new generation of activists and organizers. Your membership and engagement ensures that the Battle of Homestead Foundation will continue to do just that. Show your support today at battleofhomestead.org. In solidarity, BHF thanks you and wishes you good health, positive spirits, and both peaceful and joyous days ahead.